Welcome to the Talking Security Podcast. We will talk about items related to Microsoft security. Welcome to the new episode of Talking Security. I'm your host. My name is Frans Oudendorp. And in this show, I would like to welcome from the United States, John Joyner. Welcome, John. Thank you very much, Franz. Great to be here. Good. When I look at your LinkedIn profile, you're a senior director. Could you short explain what you're doing in your normal day job? I'm uh, basically the senior technical person at our company. And uh, we're a Microsoft partner with literally 20 years. We were one of the first enterprise gold partners in the world uh, when the program was created 20 years ago. So I've been with the same company for a really long time. And so I am the senior technical guy, right? And I've been privileged to be on a Microsoft journey uh, with my company and my customers. And we're a management company. We do manage security. We do manage services. We have a NOC. We have a SOC. Actually, we have... T- two socks and a knock, and we use Microsoft tools to deliver managed security and managed services. And I help design and guide our company, you know, uh, to provide solutions for our customers that, that let them get on with their business. And we watch their security, we watch their infrastructure, we watch their backups, et cetera. My privilege is sort of to be the, in the driver's seat on the, on the architecture and plans for those products. Yeah, that's great to hear. And uh, what I also saw that you're a Microsoft MVP for cloud and data center management. And I think there was yesterday some reawardment. You were also part of that? Yes, that's correct. And thank you for noting that. Yes, I have been reawarded the Microsoft MVP just yesterday. Uh, it was my 13th award. So congrats on that. Thank you. Okay, and we will look at some different technical topics. You wrote a blog about integrating Okta and Azure AD uh, within some cloud team solution, Azure Sentinel. When I look at that blog post, when we look at Okta and Azure AD, what is the difference between both of them? The question is mainly, why should I use Okta on top of Azure AD? Sure. Um, It's a good question. And it's a question I used to ask myself being in a Microsoft shop and knowing that Azure AD works really well as a single sign-on service. I asked myself, why would anyone use anything other than Azure AD? And it's a big world out there. And actually there are industry and geographic situations and verticals that make using a different single sign-on agency rather than Azure AD They make sense for particular companies and industries and locations. And so Okta, on the one sense, it's a competitor to Azure AD, an alternative solution, but it's also, you know, in the real world, it's really, you know, a complementary solution. So I don't know why a company might choose Okta over Azure AD or in addition to Azure AD, but imagine, you know, Azure AD premium services include the password reset capability. So You know, you have to pay as a Microsoft customer, if you're using Azure AD, you have to pay for the slightly increased premium services that include the self-service password reset portal. You know, that's a small charge. It's a few dollars a month, but it's a charge. And Okta has password self-service reset features as well. So, you know, to have the convenience of allowing your users 24-7, 365 to go to a public cloud website 
maybe to answer some personal questions like your dog's name and stuff like that to recover a password. That's a huge time saver, taking the IT department out of the loop for these routine user actions. So it's a very high value service. Basically, you're going to pay for it one way or another. You know, you can stand up a password self-service reset site in your own intranet using a variety of products, but you have to pay for the hosting and infrastructure of that service, protect the security of it yourself, and that's not free, right? Or you can upgrade to one of the Azure premium services that has the password reset, or you could use a different public SSO service like Okta. We see Okta very popular in in some verticals like education. And so honestly, I don't know. Okta may have a great deal. It may have great plugins for other tools. It's basically a company doesn't have to have only one SSO. You know, it's you think, oh, why would I want to have two SSOs? Well, you can have a primary SSO that most of your users use for most everything, you know. And if it just makes economic sense for you to use Okta, here's an example I thought of. We have a customer that has a very large Oracle database footprint. You know, the customer basically makes their money, run their business from a series of database clusters running Oracle. And so for that company, they happen to use the Oracle SSO that signs them into the Oracle cloud and signs them into their Oracle servers and then all the apps running off of Oracle uh, for example, SAP, you know, all of that occurs in the context of an Oracle SSO. And so for that customer, it makes sense. Azure AD is a great SSO, but it's not the only SSO. And if we look at SSO, most of cloud applications support single sign-on. Why is single sign-on for cloud applications so important? SSO is one of the most powerful building blocks of the modern cloud because it solves a couple of problems, major issues, you know, both on the business side and on the user side. You know, I guess an example on the on the user side is that you get convenience. That's that's the number one thing from the user is that they sign on once and they don't have to enter more credentials, right? Their Okta login or their Azure AD login lets them get into their email, their, you know, time and accounting system. Uh, gosh, who knows, the inventory system, whatever apps you have tied in uh, to your single sign-on, from the customer's point of view, they sign on once and they're done. And so it's a huge benefit. The alternative is that you have a different password for every app, you know, and what do users do when they have to remember a lot of passwords? They put sticky notes on their monitor, you know, they, they, put, they put their password inside the front cover of their agenda. And so we know that if we force users to learn a lot of passwords, they're going to cheat. They're going to actually reduce security. So reducing the number of passwords the user has to remember and use is both beneficial from the user perspective and from the employer's security perspective. And then from the network owner perspective, when we use SSO, we are released from the burden of having security and business continuity ownership of the sign-in process locally on our servers. You know, like your Azure AD username and password lives in the Azure AD cloud. Your Okta user ID and password lives in the Okta cloud. You don't have any authoritative copy of those passwords on your premises or on your servers that are vulnerable to harvesting or attack, right? So if you're using only on-premise Kerberos Active Directory authentication, if that's, if that's your only source 
of authentication. You know, frankly, if that AD gets compromised or destroyed, you run the risk of, you know, people using fake credentials or your employees not being able to work as a result of the loss of that on-premise directory service through accident or through malicious activity. Contrast that with the cloud services where your password and identity lives in the cloud. It's, it's highly redundant. It's highly defended. And the vulnerabilities that you would have to compromise and to loss of business that you would otherwise have by keeping all of your authentication services on-premise, they're mitigated substantially by having that in the cloud. Yeah, and if we, from a security perspective, if we look into a cloud SIEM solution like Azure Sentinel, how can we connect Okta on Azure Sentinel to get the logs from Okta into Sentinel so we can take action on that? That's a great question. It was my journey creating that solution for a customer that prompted me to write the blog article that kind of set up this podcast. The customer used Okta as their primary SSO, and they were a large enterprise customer, many thousands of users. And so in order to use Sentinel, they had to have an Okta connection. If Okta couldn't report into Sentinel, they were a non-starter for this for the product, for the Sentinel solution at this time. And fortunately, there is a great way to get Okta data into Sentinel uh, using a playbook, which is uh, you know an Azure Logic app. Azure Logic apps in the Sentinel world, we call them playbooks. And as you know, Franz, there's a fantastic GitHub repository hosted by Microsoft that has hundreds of Sentinel artifacts that you can extend your Sentinel instance with to connect to other data sources and perform other types of security uh, functions. And there is a playbook in the repository called Okta to Sentinel, basically. I I think that, that might be the exact name of it, but it's a logic app that uses REST API HTTP queries and reaches out over the internet every five minutes and asks the Okta cloud service, have you had any events in the last five minutes? And, you know, in a large enterprise, Okta is going to say, yeah, I had 2000 events in the last five minutes. Here they are. And all that data streams over to Sentinel. That's done by a logic app that's on a recurring schedule. Every five minutes, it wakes up, it does those REST queries over the internet, pumps that data into the Azure Sentinel data repository, and then goes back to sleep and waits another five minutes. And that's that's how we get the data in. And that it's exciting for me. You know, I mentioned at the beginning, I'm an architect of this stuff for my company. And having tools like logic apps as Sentinel playbooks that provide super sophisticated workflow, you know, that let me process data, in this case, taking data from one place and putting it somewhere else. Also, as you probably know, Franz, we use Azure Sentinel playbooks to do data transformation, you know, to do data enrichment, you know, look up the status of IPs and append them to the Sentinel incident. So when the Sentinel engineer opens that incident, there's already some investigation done. You know, all of that happens because of the the uh, Logic App playbook architecture built into Sentinel. I'm knocking on wood because it's almost too good to be true. It was lightweight work. It was almost easy work to get Okta connected to Sentinel. And that's a pleasure, you know, to get dissimilar systems working together so harmoniously. It was a success story. Yeah, that's great to hear. The data from Okta, is that also auditing data and so we can use it for forensics afterwards? Or is it only alert data? 
No, it's the complete activity logs, right? So it is expressly to do the deep, you know, forensic type work uh, that you're talking about. There's another really important part of the Microsoft solution. Uh, I think it's on it's it's in our notes to talk about in this call. It's called MCAS, Microsoft Cloud App Security. And when we talk about Okta, there's two ways that Okta surfaces in Sentinel, and this is the same for Azure AD. If you're using Azure AD as your single sign-on, or if you're using Okta as your single sign-on, what I'm about to say is exactly true for both of them. We can connect our SSO to MCAS and get super rich alerting as a result of analysis of the single sign-on logs. So connecting Okta or Azure Active Directory to MCAS is going to enable things like multiple failed login attempt detection, you know, activity from infrequent country, you know, suspicious behavior, setting up reporting. All of these things are all of these alerts that I've just mentioned, activity from anonymous proxy, activity from a Tor IP address. These are all actual alerts that are produced by MCAS, and they apply equally whether your SSO source is Azure AD or whether your SSO source is Okta. MCAS provides high-level, high-value processing of the sign-on events as they occur, but it's not raw logs. It's not the forensics. If you want all the logs, then you connect your SSO service directly, raw data, to Azure Sentinel. In the case of, uh, I'm sorry if you have a question, I'm almost done. In the case of Azure Active Directory, this is a built-in connector in Azure Sentinel. In the case of Okta, that's the logic app that we just talked about get, that gets the data in. So the combination of connecting your SSO to MCAS and connecting your SSO's raw audit logs to Sentinel provides complete visibility. It gives you instant alerting when something, a malicious process is detected, and it provides you the ability to go back in and see the complete chain of events that occur as a result of having the event-by-event logging arrive in Sentinel. Yeah, Yeah, and if we look at MCAS, uh, Microsoft Cloud App Security, that's the user entity behavior analytics tool from a Microsoft perspective. So we can connect Azure AD and also Okta directly to MCAS. If we do that, why should I integrate it further with Azure Sentinel? Because I have the data already in MCAS. Ah, indeed. One of the highest value propositions of Sentinel is that it is the console of consoles. It is your top-level security console. It is your SIM, okay? MCAS is not a SIM. MCAS is a data provider to a SIM, and Sentinel is the SIM. So uh, it's, it's true you don't need Sentinel to benefit from the detection, for example, of impossible travel activity. Impossible travel activity is a high-value alert that comes out of MCAS, it works with regardless of who your SSO provider is. But imagine if, if all you have is your MCAS, you have no context. You know, MCAS is just one provider, one data connector into Sentinel. And you know, just as for any SIM, the more data sources, the more sensors that you can provide, that you can feed from into your SIM, SIM, the better job your SIM can do, the better job your analysts can do using that SIM, specifically 
for event correlation and for chain investigation. You know, the guys in our SOC, they call it the kill chain. And the SIM provides that cross-platform, cross-geography, cross-time ability to detect anomalies and also to rule out, you know, to identify false positives by taking the context of the alert and then looking at it across the spectrums of time and geography and application, all of which become visible in your SIM. And you can realize, wow, yes, this does stand out as an anomalous event. I need to investigate this further. Or no, we've actually seen this before. This correlates with this other event, which we know makes this a false positive. Connecting all of your tools to uh, Sentinel, it's almost like a no-brainer because you know MCAS is not the only tool that you've got available to provide you input on the health of your security. You know, for example, if you have an on-premise firewall uh, that's doing work for your company, to not include the firewall logs and alerting in your security posture is almost foolish. And so if we admit, yeah, MCAS is great, and yeah, firewall is great, if we don't have both of those going into the same tool, you're saying, well, I'm going to watch two things at once, and I'm going to use my eyes and brain and time to do the correlation if possible. Again, almost ridiculous when we have tools available to do that for us, to co-locate and elevate and make identification of the anomalies and similarities almost instantaneous. That's that's the power of Sentinel. Yeah, and with MCAS is also part of Microsoft Threat Protection. Within Microsoft Threat Protection, we are also able to correlate things, but that's Microsoft related. And if we integrate that in Sentinel, as you said, if you have an on-prem firewall or DNS or other stuff on-prem or in the cloud that's not covered within Microsoft Threat Protection, we can cover that in Azure Sentinel so we can get an overview of the full environment. Absolutely. If we look into, uh, we have talked about Okta, Azure AD, AMCAS. There are other premium services. I also mentioned uh, Microsoft Threat Protection, but I think there are other services. What about, for example, Azure Security Center? Yeah, I'm glad you asked about that. My company, when we deploy Sentinel, we share with customers that we consider some of the Microsoft security services that interoperate with Sentinel to be extremely important, extremely high value. And we encourage customers to go the extra mile, add those few extra dollars a month, get these additional services because they are such high value. And you mentioned, I think you mentioned Azure Security Center. You know, Azure Security Center is not free across the board. You know, you do have to use what's called the standard tier. And Azure Security Center standard tier while it's not free, provides extremely high-value security alerting. Let me give you some examples of the alerts we get out of Azure Security Center for our Sentinel customers. Digital currency mining activity detected, right? If you're a large enterprise, don't you worry that somebody might use their desktop PC or even a spare server to make, you know, for personal profit with Bitcoin mining? You know, it's certainly not a permissible activity on the corporate network. So Azure Security Center detects through network and, and domain activity that you've got a machine on your network performing digital currency mining. You want to know about that. Well, that's Azure Security Center that's going to let you know about that. Here's another high value alert coming out of Azure Security Center would be the local administrators group members were specifically enumerated. So some process 
issued to the Windows server the command, list to me all the accounts that are local administrators. It's not an activity that a normal user does. You know, your normal domain users are abstracted from the local administrator groups on their servers. And so really the only people that are interested and use the local administrator groups on servers is your IT admin department, you know, and they tightly control the local administrators, perhaps even having none of them, and then maybe granularly adding one temporarily to get work done and then taking it away. That's a best practice. So any process specifically going to the local security administrator, the LSA authority, on a win- server and saying, who are you? By the way, who are your local admins? You know, just the asking of that question is very suspicious in the corporate environment. And so Azure Security Center, that's one of the many alerts that it provides. And so when you look at the value of MCAS, you look at the value of Azure Security Center, and you know one that, that you touched on, that the Defender ATP. Defender ATP, I'll just say very, very briefly, of all the services that a business can consider, particularly the smaller to medium business that's just starting and is really concerned, is just starting their serious security journey. And their number one concern is protection from ransomware or something to mitigate the issue of ransomware. Defender ATP is a rock solid real world, you can actually mitigate your risk against ransomware by investing in Defender ATP. And the scenario with Defender ATP and Azure Sentinel is that you will receive real-time alerting in Sentinel when Defender ATP detects that a machine is compromised. Through the, we mentioned it already, the playbook architecture of Sentinel, depending on your environment, you can Basically, when a machine is confirmed to be compromised from Defender ATP, you can issue the instructions to Defender ATP from Sentinel to go ahead and isolate the machine on the network that has the symptoms of being affected. So when you put this stuff in place for a business of any size, you make real the promise that malware infections are dealt with in real time effectively, you know, within second, if you instrument your environment properly with Defender ATP and Sentinel and playbooks to do this work, within seconds of a machine being confirmed by Defender ATP to have compromised, you can completely isolate that machine from the network. And you may lose that machine, but you won't lose your network. It's a great feature. Yeah, absolutely. If we integrate that all in Azure Sentinel, we have the total kill chain available from the identity till the endpoint, probably Office ATP with the email and all the steps that an attacker can get access on, that will have visibility on with Azure Sentinel so we can take action on it. Absolutely. I'm glad that we're working in the same space, Franz. We've got a great product uh, out there that we're working on for customers. Yeah, absolutely. I have one last question for you, John. If you have a customer, and the customer does nothing have implemented today from a Microsoft perspective. So uh, probably some point solutions, but not an integrated solution. What should be the most important solution to implement now? What should be your advice? Uh, well, my advice for a shop that I said words to this effect just a moment ago, I said the company that is getting serious about beginning their security journey, you know, while some shops have, you know, developed a SIM culture over the years, and they have a very mature security staff and processes, many companies do not, you know, particularly companies that developed quickly. And suddenly they realize we're a high value operation. 
we need to start investing in security. And so I would tell those customers, the Microsoft Sentinel, Azure Sentinel solution is where you start, right? And you mentioned that the customer may have a point solution, like they might have, they might have Azure Information Protection. That might be the one and only premium service that they have, and they turned it on, not even really quite knowing what it was. And now they see, oh, there's, you know, there's data, there's security data here, there's stuff I need to evaluate coming out of this one tool that I have turned on. Maybe they don't haven't turned on any tool. And in either case, we start with Sentinel. We start with an Azure Log Analytics workspace appropriately located in the geography for the customer's you know, estate. And then we deploy, then we create a Sentinel instance in that log analytics workspace. And those, just those two simple steps, which don't take even a half hour to accomplish, gets that business in a position to start getting value. And this is a scenario where the, maybe the customer had signed up for one point solution. I just mentioned Azure Information Protection as a as an example of a single point solution that they might have turned on. As soon as they accomplish, as soon as they get that Sentinel workspace enabled, connecting that point solution is, as you know, Franz, it's just a, it's not even two minutes. It's two minutes if you do it slow. You know, <laughs> it's like three mouse clicks, and and that and that solution is now connected. So that's why I say start with Sentinel. Sentinel is your framework. It's, it's where your automation, it's where your notification, it's where your remediation, your investigation, your, all of that lives in that tool framework. So start with that framework and add the pieces that make sense to your environment. So start with Sentinel. It's a small step, but it gives you a huge insight in all the activities that are being in your environment. Yeah, and didn't mention this, but here's a compelling reason why we start with Sentinel. It's free for the built-in services, right? Azure Sentinel has no data processing cost to include alerting from these other services. Azure Security Center, Azure Information Protection, MCAS, Defender ATP, all four of these premium services that we've talked about can be connected for free to Sentinel. There's no processing cost to surface these four premium services. Now, when we talk about processing other data, like our SSO log data or our firewall log data, yes, there is, there's a consumption charge in Sentinel for that. But for these other services, Sentinel is it's almost a no-brainer. It's the top-level console that consolidates the alert streams from the other security services in one place. You know, and Azure Sentinel has absolutely world leading. I mean, the Azure Sentinel investigations pain and feature. When I show that to customers of any size, even large enterprise customers with very senior entrenched SIM teams with competitive tools, when I show them the Sentinel investigation feature, their mouths drop open. It's really revolutionary in industry. And so you you snap into a ingenious, compelling and free <laughs> uh, you know, top-level console from which these alerts arriving from these other premium services appear and time-sorted in context. You can investigate across the incidents. So you deploy Sentinel, you connect up your premium services, and you're still running at a very low cost. You know, the only cost in that solution is is a few dollars a month to run the monitors, to, to actually send you an email or to open a ticket when the services 
raise it. You know, you can start at almost micro charges to get this going. And then you can say, yeah, this is great. I do want to add my firewall. Well, that's going to be X hundred dollars or X hundred euros a month. You know, I do want to add audit logging of my SSO. Well, that's going to be X dollars or euros a month. And you carefully, granularly build your security solution in the best cloudy fashion. And that is just what you need. You pay for just what you consume. You know, the things you're not using, you don't pay for. And that's when we're talking about comparing the Sentinel SIM platform to competing SIM platforms, that's where Sentinel just shines. There's no lock-in. There's no prepayment. You know, with many other SIMs, you pay for a certain amount, at which you never use. And so you always are paying for overcapacity. And then when you do reach the top of your capacity, then some SIMs just stop working. Other SIMs will charge a massive premium to go over their rate that month. Those are cloudy systems, right? Azure SIM is native, born in the cloud, and so every single component of the Sentinel SIM solution is cloudy in the sense that it's granular, self-service chargeback. And you basically, you take control and you have a very sound long-term financial aspect to Azure Sentinel, Azure SIM that I think is very compelling uh, when you look at it compared to other solutions. So start today with Azure Sentinel. John, it was a pleasure to have you on our show. Thanks for being part of this. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for your interest, Franz. And let's keep helping customers out there secure their environments against the nasty world of malware and criminals out there. They need our help. Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, I will thank you for listening to this episode. Speak to you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>